everybody and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And I'm the other co-host, Daniel Cagola. Welcome back to episode 42, where, you know, every week we talk about our film progress, some film news, films that we've seen and whatever we decide to talk about. Dan, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Josh? I'm good. You said it's been a bit of a quiet week. It has. And Why you is said that? the same. Yeah, w- yeah, look, in terms of film stuff, it has been, um, yeah. but I've just been busy. So you have been busy, but just not with films. Correct. Yeah. Do you want to it's elaborate been like, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just been like working a lot. And then on the days that I have off, you know what? Today was really busy though. Like today I've been really busy. And you know, it's a really busy week when you start, because um, I, I do a checklist at the start of every week because God help me. Man, yeah. if I did not do this checklist, I don't know how, I don't know how I survived You're before good the with checklist. checklist yeah. yeah, bro. I don't know how I survived before the checklist. Like, it's literally has everything for the next couple of weeks. Like what I have up, I can tick it off as I go. Really recommend doing that. Um, but you know, it's a busy week when you're having to just put stuff that you're going to do one day and keep moving it to the next day and the next day yeah. and the next day. Um, so in saying that, I haven't had much time to like watch new stuff, do stuff. Oh, I mean, I've done stuff, but it's all the nitty gritty shit, which we'll get into obviously. But what about you? Quiet week. Yeah, like there just hasn't been much work and that's mm. the life of a freelancer sometimes. sometimes the phone didn't ring this in. week? Yeah, and um, since I'm in development for my short film now, yeah. I sort of, well, I've been working on that, just putting together documents and whatnot. Oh, fuck. Did you message me back about uh, are you paying actors or not? Um, yeah, I did. I said like... I'm Sorry, bro. I literally haven't checked anything. No, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to pay because, you know, a good performance is so pivotal. Mm. To the film, mm. especially this t- kind of film, for sure. So yeah, I'm happy to pay if I need to, but obviously you're trying to pull down costs as much as you can because yeah, and I'm trying to budget now, and it's it's getting more and more expensive once I start to add things up. Yeah, what what are you looking at? Do you want to say or no? Estimate right, like yeah, because I was thinking like six grand before, but now it's probably going to be like eight. Yeah, I was I was literally going to say like yeah. what seven grand or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I reckon you could do... It just depends because... What are the costs, but like... Well, a lot of it is crew, right? Because you get to a point where you want a level of professionalism. For sure, mate. And you have to pay for certain things. Who are you thinking? Like, have you got people filled out already for key roles? Like yourself is locked in for AD. Mm -hmm. Um, I have my producer mostly locked in but he's been a little bit unresponsive lately i think he's just busy with other things so yeah i'm gonna give him a call and just be like look if you're too busy it's totally fine just yeah but i've got another mate you know my mate john looker yeah he's like line producing okay so he's been helping me what is a line producer cause? so a line so you've got a producer which sort of they help with like pre-production and overall the yeah, whole, yeah, whole yeah. process of producing they help you you know get your actors your locations all yeah. that stuff line producer helps um, primarily with production. Right. So, you know, um, y- your day-to-day costs. Like uh, This is on big Hollywood films yeah. mostly. But, you know, that like they sort out like catering and like I was literally about where to say the costs catering. go and all yeah, that sort cool. of stuff. Um, so it's like an on-set producer and then you yeah. have like the pre-production yeah. producer. But That's interesting. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, since this is an indie film, it's sort of like people stretch across roles. So he said mm. like, oh, yeah, I'll be a line producer. But he's sort of helping me with pre-production <laughs> stuff as well. Yeah, right. And he's been really helpful there. Like he's sort of been helping me look at actors a bit. And I yeah. said, oh, I haven't said this to him yet, but I might get him to 
look at some locations as well. Yeah, cool. So yeah, just just things I can offload to put a little bit less pressure on myself. Yeah, nice. So Before we dive deep into, because we're going to do the progress, we're, we're going to change it up a bit, and we're going to do the progress first, then we'll go into the film stuff. Um, wh- do we answer the question? Why wasn't it a busy week? Yes, because you said the phone didn't ring. Yeah, so not not busy in terms of um, <laughs> like actual paid work, but yeah. it was somewhat busy in terms of me working on my own film, right. obviously, and developing and yep, talking yep, to yep, people yep, and whatnot. Yep. So I've been doing. Do you want me to? You know what? It. Fuck it. Let's go. Straight into the progress. Straight into it? Cool. Yeah, let's go. All right, sweet. Um, so I started doing all my breakdowns and whatnot, like nice. diving deeper into the script. Mm. I um, did a, the the Judith Weston breakdown. Oh, you going off the... Because I remember... Yeah, I, so you sent me the document that has all the things age. that I need to yeah, tick off. Yeah, cool. So I was like, this is pretty helpful. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, so I did a Judith Weston breakdown and I looked at yours as well and sort mm. of followed that template. Did I give you the Osma one? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah right. Color-coded and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the way, mate. So I whipped out Google Docs and yeah. put that together. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, no, it, it's super helpful just like helping you understand your character motivations and 100%. things like that. But that, that becomes your Bible when yeah. you're directing. For sure. No, and husband. it was really good because um, you, you learn things about the script that you don't really initially think about, right? Yeah, like what? Like, so, oh, what did you think of the scripts, by the way? Because you, you read it. Oh, the the your horror script. Yeah, the one I'm working. I was on. I was haunted, brother. Yeah, it's good. Hey. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck. I was like, I was like, oh, but that's the intention. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and I was like mortified. Yeah. I was like, right. Yeah. Fair enough. Like you, you, you. Before you even like make an opinion on a script, you got to try and figure out what the intention is of it. Yeah. And I feel like it. You know, it's the intention. And that's yeah. exactly what it fucking yeah, is. Sure. Um, and that's what's so good about the way Anya writes as well. You mm. can, you read it and you just know, you can visualize it and you just know exactly what she's going for. Do you want to talk about it or we'll say that for another episode where we just would do like a deep dive? Well, I do it. want to talk a little bit about it, but okay. I'm going to Without try not to spoil it at the same it. time. Okay, I might yeah, say cool. some things and end up cutting them out depending on how I feel. When I yeah. This. I feel like the script has a lot of space for you to play yeah. and bring in your own style because yeah it's written out what's happening but i don't know i was just reading it intrigued onto how you would like go about all this yeah and i've always been very good visually i mean you'd hope so from oh, an yeah, aspiring yeah, yeah. director but like sure. i can visualize things in my head but you know you know how it is like you haven't always got things figured out until you oh, really yeah. play around with <laughs> them. and there's also you have to be pragmatic about it you have to think what can i actually pull off and exactly you know, I, things like that. I do like how you said you have to be, you know, visual about it. Because, like, I, it, especially when you're reading somebody else's work, you don't connect with everything. Yeah. Um, but, like, Ozma, when I was reading it for the first time, you know you're onto something or you know you should make it when you start to see it play out in mm-hmm. your head exactly how you would want to film it. Yeah. Is that how you felt when you read this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some parts more than others. Yeah. But, um... Like when I was sort of analyzing it, there are certain things I figured out might work. I might get Anya to do because she said, "Let me know if you want some altercations or anything like that to the script." Oh gosh, okay. Um, yeah, altercations really, or alterations? Yeah. Well, either way. Like if right, I want okay. anything changed, just right, let her right, 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 do a right, rewrite. Right. Yes. Because um, altercations is like you want to punch up. Is that what? Oh yeah. yeah. Alterations. alterations <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you. You want some alterations, Dan? <laughs> Come on. You know, like my fucking script. <laughs> Um, no, but what I real one thing that works both in terms of um, 
for budgetary reasons and also yep. because of the actual storytelling itself is like so you know when he first gets attacked by the creature yep it's it's sort of a little bit vague as to what happens to him like yeah. you see the hand but you don't really see the consequence of what's happened after that he just right. comes back inside yeah, yeah, so you yeah, don't yeah, really yeah, know yeah. so already we've got this suspense building there right like what's this creature actually done to him mm. and then you've got that scene where they're sleeping together mm. and you you see like the his back like open up yeah bro that's the, like and then it's like oh okay like now i understand that alien has taken over him right yeah so but i figured something i might actually do instead is have it that like in that moment of heat when they're, you know, getting steamy, sure. she, like, tries to take his shirt off and he doesn't let her Ooh, because yeah, he's good. still transforming and he doesn't want her to see yet. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, want, yeah, right. you know, his disguise to be given off yet. Yeah. Um, and that also builds the suspense because the audience doesn't really know, like, what has happened to him. Yeah. And then, you know, things go along. There's more and more evidence, like, when he spews up the black goo. Yeah. And then I thought, you know how there's that scene after he, he throws up where she goes and... You know, disposes of the yeah, rubbish, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she looks through the window and sees him like moving. Yeah. Well, like initially when I was talking to Anya about that, she's like, "Oh, you know, maybe like you might have to get like a contortionist." Something yeah, like that's that. what I was thinking. But I was like, "What I could do instead is just have it that that is the part where we see his back like closing up and he's like screaming in agony or something, and right. it's like his transformation is being complete there." And then the audience like sees. But oh, can you okay. see? It? it depends how you're going to shoot it because obviously, yeah. if you're shooting it, so he's outside taking out the trash, right? He's or inside. She's he's outside. inside. She's she outside. sees through the window. So you're obviously going to be shooting it from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. If you if something so visual like the back splitting open and the yeah. black, wouldn't you want that in close up? Well, no, I kind of like the idea that it's far away and you, okay, see, you see it closing up. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, we're with What's her, right? We just uh, see yep. it through I like the window it. and it's like, oh, like, yeah, you're with her. And you, know? Uh, you know what? Thinking about it that way, you're seeing it from her perspective, but you're also, you know, treating her perspective as the audience's perspective. Yeah. And she can be like, oh, shit, what was that? And that translates to the audience. Exactly. Oh, shit, what is exactly. that? Exactly, yeah. I don't want to give them yeah. too much because... You don't need to shoot these close-ups and exactly. just give them give up the whole game. 100%. And also budgetary reasons. Correct. Because when you have a close-up, oh, yeah, effect, that's a lot harder to make more convincing Bro, that's than a far good away. Fucking so point. yeah, it all it all works hand in hand. Yeah, nice. It's very much it's like the whole thing with Jaws, right? How the don't um, show. Yeah. Well, the shark machine wasn't wor- working fucked, right, yeah. and he was supposed to be shown a lot more the shark. Yeah. But because it wasn't working, the shark is in the film a lot less and it yep. actually makes it more suspenseful. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing. I like it. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Why do you want to make this particular film? Um, I just think it's a really good script. Okay. Yeah. I Damn. mean... <laughs> Easy answer. <laughs> Fucking know. Is it like... Oh, I don't know. Can I... Does think not, about it, mate. I, yeah. You know what? I you will, don't have to have an answer. You know for me. what? I will. I will think on that and get back to you next week. Okay. Because there, there is a deeper reason, and like, I want to talk more about this Judith Weston sure. breakdown and what that made me realize. Talk to me about the script because, and this is sort of spoiler territory, so I might cut bits of it. Sure. But um, I love I love how it's a very full circle script. Yep. You start and you don't really know. You know at the start that she wants a baby, but you don't know why she wants a baby. Mm. And then you you find out throughout the film that she's having issues with her husband. He's abusive towards her and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're speculating a few reasons as to why she wants this baby. Maybe she's trying to fix her marriage because you know her husband's abusive. 
Maybe she wants the love from him. You can speculate a few different reasons, mm. right? And then we get to the end of this film. And the first, when I first read it the first couple of times, what struck me was, wow, she wants a baby so badly that, because you know how she's like, yeah. at first she's shocked, but then she's like laughing, like she's happy. What struck me at first, and this is, you know, probably the most haunting thing about it is that she wants a baby so badly that she doesn't even really care that it's like this alien creature Dude, that's inside her. She that wants final image a of child. just like her... Like almost smiling. Yeah, it's very much. It's like um, Midsummer, right? Yeah, you said yeah, that. Yeah, hundred like percent. Definitely man. inspired by that. Yeah, especially the ending. Yeah, of like she's kind of just accepted it and fine. Not accepted it, but like it's something so fucking haunting that uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't even know how to put it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then when I was doing the Judith Weston breakdown and I was looking at the character motivations and stuff, yep. I realized that, um, holy shit, like she's just found out that her husband died and got killed by an alien yeah. and she's barely <coughs> affected by it. Yeah. Like she's not That's like, my husband's gone. She's like, she's <laughs> so like yeah, thrilled, yeah, yeah. right? So it makes you realize that she never even really cared about no. the husband at all. Or well, the way I see it is that like, because he was abusive, she, maybe she fell out in love with him a long time ago or just... And I think she, I think she wants to have this baby as another source of love. I think she just needs to feel love and she stopped feeling it from her husband a long time ago. Yeah. So I think she's just... I wouldn't say she's completely detached from her husband, mm. but <coughs> the main purpose of her life is having a child or that's the main thing she wants and she's so overjoyed by that at the end of the film yeah i love and it it's just so layered right when you really break down like it's who fantastic. this woman is and why she wants what she wants i think one of the most uh rewarding parts of filmmaking especially is discovering stuff like that about yeah. maybe about your script maybe about somebody else's script that you yeah. didn't know before and i'm sure you will delve deep way more deeper into these yeah. characters in rehearsals yeah as well. definitely um, but yeah, sorry, continue with what you were saying. Um, but yeah, it was just, obviously, like, there's only three characters in the script, so there's yep. not heaps to break <coughs> down, and Derek, the husband, he only has a few scenes before he gets taken over by the alien and starts acting yeah. in accordance with what the alien's motivations sure. are, which is to so it is birth an alien. a child. So these are spoilers. Oh, it's a, it's I don't know creature. how you're going to cut yeah, around well, these. That's all right. They can, the audience can know <laughs> a bit about it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, but I guess, yeah, I, I did... Still um, look at who Derek is and why he's acting the way he yeah. is, at least in those first couple scenes. I think that he... It's a pretty short script. Yeah, but I think you can still break down a For lot. Sure. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can show things that are subtle in character performance. Mm. That like... And I was sort of... I was... I, was, I watched Training Day with my right. dad this week. I'm, I'm and uh, this is this is going into what I watched this week. Sure. sure I rewatched sure. that film with my dad and I just noticed little <laughs> things... In the script, when when the actors know who their character is, they just do little things yes. that really yes. show. Yes, 100%. have you have you seen Training Day? No, I just yeah no. Okay, you haven't. Yeah. So there's like this one scene where like the protagonist gets drugged by the supporting character Denzel Washington, um, and then <laughs> he they like rock up at this guy's house, like this friend of Denzel Washington, mm. and then he's like drugged so he sort of just stands there, and then Denzel like pulls him inside, and it's just I don't know, just like little moments like. Him, him knowing that his character is in a certain state and has yeah. to act accordingly. Little nuances. Like, yeah, just knowing all these yeah. little things. And that's a director's job as well to tell the actors, like, this is what you're feeling in this moment. Well, um, even it's to get them into the position where they're able to give those little nuances in which yeah. you, you know, you want 
you want them almost to understand. Oh no, you do. You want them to understand their character as much as you do, even more. Yeah. By the time you're shooting. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. But um, going back to my film, the husband, I feel like deep down he is scared that he won't be a good father, mm. and I think he's sort of projecting that onto his wife by sort of being abusive towards her. Yeah. Perhaps he's had trauma in his past that makes him act. Again, this is your ways. job. And yeah, yeah, This yeah. is where it gets interesting when you've got somebody else's script is your yeah. crafting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, Anya could <laughs> be listening to this and be like, no, that's not what I intended at all, but yeah. it's my script now. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Anya. But yeah, no, yeah. so that's that's all. What else have you done progress-wise? Is that about it? So you did the Judith Weston. What, have you done any of the other documents? Other than that, it was just chasing people up, I think. Did I, I do yeah. something Oh, I did like a logline and synopsis. Yeah? Yeah. You, you'll save it? Do you want to hear the... I'll, I'll give yeah, you the logline. Yeah, give us the logline, man. Let me open Bruh, the Google Drive. Freddie would have loved to be here. He yeah, loves yeah. asking people what, what their loglines are. It might go through some alterations. Alterations, not altercations, <laughs> not alter- guys. <laughs> All right. But um, this is the current one. Hang on. Okay. Go so me. The current logline, okay. as it stands. Yep. The life of an infertile woman only becomes more complicated when her abusive husband is confronted by a strange creature. Oh shit! Do you? What do you think? Do you feel like that summarizes it? Because you say it again. Script. Oh, hang on. the The life of an infertile woman only becomes more complicated when her abusive husband is confronted by a strange creature. I mean, yeah, it fucking summarizes it. Yeah. Would you give away that she's infertile? I mean, that's literally the opening of the film. Like okay, she's yeah, trying to get pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you learn that within three seconds of screen time. So. Okay, cool. But uh, it's a hard film to talk about without spoiling it, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like you've given away most of the story yeah, already. You have to cut like, around it. Oh, well. But no, I'm, I'm excited for you, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what you do with like seven pages of script and how deep you can go within that. Yeah. But it's like... At the same time, you don't want to be pretentious, right? Yeah. You don't want to just try and make things meaningful for the sake of being meaningful. Of course, like, of course. I think you delve into it and then you... Becomes your own. What floats up to the surface and what you see on screen is just like hints yeah. of what has boiled underneath. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you do, you know, you do all this character research, but not all of that's going to make it to the top, right? But yeah, it's all yeah, still yeah. useful. It's all still useful. That, that you kind of like gave me an alley-hoot right there. Um because the question I was going to ask you is like at these early stages, do you, do you see, I don't know if there is an answer to this because fuck, fucking no idea. <laughs> um, is there any way you're putting some kind of like yourself into this film? I haven't really been looking at this through a personal lens yeah. to be honest. Okay. That's I'm, I'm looking at them yeah. as people for sure, but I'm not really looking at them as myself. Or what about, but it doesn't have to be like experiences or thoughts of the way somebody acts, like anything. Nothing at these early stages. And it by by no means, it doesn't have to happen. I'm definitely I'm looking like at behavior and like the psychology of people <laughs> that I've learned from, you know. Yeah, cool. Interacting with people throughout my life. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think with my past films that I write, I make every character about me and how I would act. Fair enough. And I don't think I want to do that with this one. I want them to be different characters. I don't want them to be me. You know what that I mean? That was like, like, I hardly put, I mean, a lot of, 
like I'm trying to think of like there's any like because I'm trying to grasp like these personal aspects because yeah. you know sometimes well, not sometimes the best films are the ones with the most personal yeah um but, and, but like, sometimes it's hard to find those personal connections yeah and not every time you know you when, have those when they say a film's personal I mm. don't think they mean that yeah, like, like every character is you no, or no, like the 100%. story has to revolve around you not I think it just has to have like a central. Something within the themes of it or the central meaning of the film has to connect, has to resonate with you in some way. Because I like that. When you're spending years on a film, you need to care about it, right? Yeah. If you're disconnected from the material, then how are you going to put so much time and effort into it, right? That's a really, really good point. And yeah. do you feel like you are developing a care for these characters? Oh, absolutely. But I, I think I care about it more in an artistic sense. That's fine. Yeah. Like I, I love the script and I want to do justice to it, mm. but I don't feel like I look at this script and I'm like, I see myself oh, no, no, in this course. character. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like I see this resonating. I'd be worried I mean, if you did see yourself in any of these characters, yeah. mate. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to like, I don't, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm a director that doesn't really know what I'm talking about. No, like, no, You no, never no. want to come across that way. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be pretentious and say, yeah, like, you know, the alien represents my inner demons, yeah, yeah. cause like. But even then, I thought about like, you know, can there be a metaphor here? Can it be a metaphor for masculinity and, and hey, something like that? There you go. So those things know, will come all, to you, bro. Yeah, as you as you delve through and think about <laughs> it more, things come for sure. Up. But um, I think I'm still I'm still finding an answer to that. And sometimes you don't really know what a film is about until six months after you've made it, bro. Literally, or even like, bro, it goes through. Bro, films are made three times, you know, once yeah. when you write it, second on set, and then third in the edit. Like, you're you're going to continue finding stuff until you've locked the fucking film off. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So, it's early days, man. I don't expect you to have um, answers to those questions, you know, now or ever, you know. But it's really interesting to see uh, where you're at, and you're on a good uh, trajectory. What is your next step with it? Because you've done the Judith Weston, so what's wh- what are you up to on that level? Okay. What the fuck was that, mate? Because <laughs> <laughs> the next step is I need to make some money to make uh, this Ah, yes. Oh, that's <laughs> what I, I, I could talk about. Talk about, and also I want to know how you're planning on casting. Like, what, what routes are you going to go down? Yeah, okay. So, like, back when I was in film school, you had to think, like, I mean, the Star Now, which you can use, but Star Now can be hit or miss. You know, you can get some great people. I've got people all my guys from Star Now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes it's great. I've got yeah. some amazing actors off there, but other times... You but know, you got to pay them. That's the thing. If, 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 oh, if they've changed it now. Hey. If, uh, no. Um, uh, maybe. No. No, you don't. But if you want quality actors, you got to... That's like, what I mean. You gotta I really them. lucked out my first year of film school. Yeah. I got two amazing actors and I didn't pay them anything. <laughs> but um, like I did auditions to make sure... I did chemistry tests as well. That's good. Yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. Because yeah. that was um, that film is sort of thematically similar to what I'm doing now. Actually, yeah. um, uh, so if not Star Now, what? Um, there was another one we used to use called Showcast. Yeah. Which have you used it? No, but I've been on it and I've seen how it works. Yeah, yeah you can get good actors off there too. But yeah. That's contacting agents directly. Mm. Uh, and I think you might need to be because I used it at film school. I think you need to be at a film school to use that. Because right. you like you say what school you're from, and then they send out a listing saying student film from here. Okay, if right. you're not a student, it makes it difficult. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, which is probably another reason why, if I want good actors, I might have to pay. Yeah. What's the next step? Um, oh yeah, you're going to talk about 
Fucking budget. Are you planning on making money? <laughs> crowdfunding? Have you crowdfunded before? No, I don't want to do crowdfunding. Yeah, I just. It's just not me. You know what I mean? And really? you only really get one shot at it. I don't know. I've I got two <laughs> shots. Now I'm done, definitely, mate. I just... Because you never really have a guarantee that a film is going to get you something. I just don't feel good asking people for money. You know what I mean? That's no. just me personally. I, I I don't have, you know... Get dis- I'm a fucking terrible person. I don't have disrespect <laughs> for people that do it. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not what I want to do. Okay. Nothing really else to... It's also a really hard time for people to give money. Yeah, like. exactly right. Mm. Um, so how are you gonna do it then? So, <laughs> Fuck. so I need to I need to get a job. I've been applying for a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lexi, thank you yes. if you're listening for Shout putting in a good word for me. Really appreciate that. Yep. Um, but then there's other things I can do. Like I've applied for a few jobs. Um, one of my mates um, was working at a factory doing pretty easy job. He was like <coughs> just putting wires together together mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, he said like it's pretty easy you can just like listen to a podcast while you do it kind yeah. of thing um listen to the pre-production meeting <laughs> <laughs> literally he would listen to our podcast well, so there you fucking go who is he hi, his name's alan hi alan if you listen Shout to out alan my best. Oh, alan you know alan. him he went to school with you what do i should i say his last name alan smithy i can, I can bleep it out okay alan de rossi nah, not he. you don't know him he's he was bro you're older than me he's probably in the year above yeah, year, year or two yeah no, i knew nobody even in my year so Anyway, he was working um, at this factory, but he's just gotten an offer to work for an advertising company. Yeah, nice. Um, I th- they did the advertising for Barbie and Oppenheimer, he was telling no me. No way. Yeah, pretty, fuck? pretty good gig. Nice. Um, and he was like, oh, if you want this job at the factory, I'll recommend you for it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's good because it's like, it's a morning job, like 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. kind of yeah. thing. So I could just do that. It's like pretty easy work, so mm. I'm not going to come home and feel mentally drained yeah um and it's like monday to friday it's like full-time hours but it's a casual job so whenever i need to take time off that's ex- my phone, hey bro that's that's, perfect, that's exactly so what i'm doing yeah exactly yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like 100. i was like okay well that's an option for me that's perfect bro that's that's the job that you want yeah i mean obviously like the stand gig would be better because that's casual but as well yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that would be a better step yeah. in the industry. Oh, in the industry. But, yeah, you know, yeah. like I have a couple options, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <coughs> yeah, at this point, I just want to make enough money to fund this next film. Cool. And then hopefully have something that shows that I can direct. So you're going to fund it yourself? Yeah, I think so. Good man. Yeah, unless you want to chip in. I'll chip in 100%, yeah. bro. I've chipped into all the boys' films. I, I won't be yours, able to, I guess. Yeah, I won't be able to give you a lot, but I'll give you some, you know? I'll crowdfund you. It's like half. <laughs> Fuck I've got to fucking figure out How I'm going to fund My next one as well Yeah What Do you have an Estimated budget For your oh, next one I was one? thinking that bro I'm like Probably the same as you To be fair Yeah I'll try to keep it Way below 10k Probably like yeah. Between that like, I mean you always try But Yeah Like I reckon it'll probably be Like 8 or something like yeah. that um, Yeah If you want like A certain quality It's better quality. than fucking 30 35k <laughs> Fucking the thing is, if you're out of film school and you want a certain quality, you need to put in an yeah. amount. Yeah, bro. Uh, fuck the people that says you can't make, like, you can make film on no... I mean, you can, but, like, can, bro, but you need to pay for a good cine. Yeah. you got to pay for good cine. If you want someone to take it seriously, you Literally, need to spend mate. Some money. You need to spend some money. Yeah, exactly. Siri said it perfect. It's nice to be appreciated. Yeah. Um, and, like, 100%, like, you gotta, you got to pay for those people that provide those talent yeah um but yeah next step and and oh sorry just one tiny point yep before we move on. go um 
there are certain things that you just need to pay for because you need that certain quality and then yeah. other things that you can get away with getting someone for free. You know, like secondary roles like, I don't know, second AC, PA, best yeah. boy. You can get away with getting someone for voluntary. Sure, for, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But something yeah, yeah. like a DOP like or a first sound AD, person, yeah. you need to pay. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, bro, that's um, funny. Yeah, bro, you, you want to you wanna utilize, because everybody's trying to make it. Yeah. So the secondary roles, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like something like sound, you you can't afford to scuff that up because yeah, your exactly. whole film is ruined if you mess. Hundred percent, mate. So yeah, like yeah, you should yeah. pay for something like that. Yeah, like the the head of departments. Yeah, yeah. Not saying that, like, because look, if I could pay everyone, I would. Same. But we're all just trying to make it. In exactly, but people understand. Yeah. People 100% understand. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to see um how you're going down. So what have you sort of like DOPs and like sound. I like I have people in mind. I haven't had proper conversations. No, with, of course, with yeah. So early, yet, cause, apart yeah, from yeah. yourself, yeah, producer. Yeah. Would you classify first AD as a hod? It it it's not, but it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. Um, fair enough. What's next though? What's the next step? I need to finish my Bible. Like I just want to get all my references. Have you started your Bible? Yeah. I just haven't oh, finished keen, it. Bro. Yeah, but once yeah, I finish nice. that, I'll have something I can give to my DOP. Nice. And, you know, it's just I, you want everyone to be <coughs> on the same page. It's the Bible. Like, you the want people to understand your vision. Yeah, so bro. Once you have a Bible. That's like my, Brian, my Bible was the best thing to get everybody on the same page. Send yeah. it to all the actors, yeah, all exactly. the heads of departments, and it fucking helps. Yeah. Have you got my Bible? Have I sent it to you? I think so, yeah. All right, cool. Easy. But there's a few things on that checklist that seem to be very similar or the same. Like, yeah. you've got like, Synopsis and then one ch- one page breakdown and then yeah. beat sheet. And it's really like, I realize that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you need all those things? Um, you don't need a treatment. That's yeah. what I realized. Um, because you're fucking treatment is. I don't even know when you'd really need a treatment. It's mm. when you can't be bothered to write a fucking script, so you write it and just <laughs> yeah, give it to someone. Narrative. Else. Um, uh, one. Yeah, the sin, one page outline and beat sheet basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, the one page outline is just building on that build sheet, beat yeah, sheet. Yeah, but for a seven minute short film, it's like how much yeah, more nah, can I expand? Exactly. You sweet, just do the beat sheet and that's yeah. that. Um, me progress. Yes. Nothing much. <laughs> I finished. Next, wait, did, right. did I say I finished <laughs> the sound design last week? I think so. Yeah, I've been going through and just double checking everything is stereo. As, as, I like like yeah. picking up these little skills because the, like there was um some of the sound effects and Atmos and everything were like mono and then Lucky told me how to change it to stereo and I'm yeah. just cleaning up everything. I reorganized everything um on the timeline. Mm-hmm. So like for oh, example, yes. like it took me ages. Yeah. I like you know for example, I think off the top of my head, um like a I have 19 tracks of audio. A1 is dialogue, A2 is backup dialogue, and then it goes room tone, room tone backup, Atmos, Atmos backup. Then you got sound effects, and I've, like, broken it down to, like, um, you know, human sound effects. Oh, no, I have footsteps and footsteps backup. Then it goes human sound effects, magical sound effects, item and weapon sound effects, uh, nature sound effects, and then other sound effects. And then I have two ADR audio things waiting to see if we need to do ADR and then I have two music tracks at the very bottom but I had to like sort everything because I wanted to do that at the very end just to like getting ready to pre-mix it basically for the mixer so it just makes their job 
a whole lot easier. And then, yeah, this morning I sorted stereo and then I realised that in the Atmos track for the fucking ballroom, some extra is just like every like 10 seconds. <laughs> and bro, <laughs> I'm there. Someone. I'm just having to cut every single cough this this dude does. Um, and it's just fucking funny to be fair. Also, it's quite funny. I was like going through the footage. I don't know if I told you this, but um, in one of the takes um, that I, I, I realized after the fact, um, in one of the takes... You see at the very back, one of the extras like stack it over her chair when she's trying to get up. And bro, I lost it. I, I fucking considered keeping it in, but I, did, <laughs> I, I took it out last minute. Um, but yeah, so we're, oh my God, there's balloons. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're, we're nearing completion. Um, uh, Connor's hard at work with the grade. Yep. Look, he's, uh, I think he said he's putting some time uh, away this weekend to do the audio clean up because as soon as the audio yeah go I was going to say have you had to give much input on the grade how you want it to look or are you just letting Connor oh, do bro, his thing let Connor do his thing and then he's well my 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 idea of it I gave him ideas like beforehand and basically what the LUT was exactly what, what I wanted so he's yeah. just polishing the light basically yeah. um, and then he'll send me bits and pieces like each scene um, and you know, I'll say yes, no, whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've only got that first scene at the moment. Um, and I, th- I think I said the the, co- the composition is done. So now Federico's going over all the music and mastering all the tracks, mixing yeah. all of them and making them sound beautiful. I mean, yeah. they already do, but he's like he likes to do this thing. Have you had to give it. much input on that? No, no. What the music or yeah. the mastering? Yeah, the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I wrote him a whole document before we even started. But, like, me and him have this, like, weird connection thing that, like, I I hardly have to say it and he knows what. And you'll find that a lot with people that you're compatible with. Oh, 100%. And, like, bro, he's over in Italy. He's whack, bro. Like, we only speak via Zoom. And, bro, we did the whole Tuesda lesson via text message. Not even voice notes, text message. Um, So, yeah, we how I structure, I, I wrote him a document of just, like references and outlines and whatnot like what i want to convey through this scene and you know what i want the music to convey that the words can't and stuff like that yeah. um and then he would send me it and then i'll give him feedback but the feedback would rarely be anything catastrophic there, there was yeah. nothing it would be like let's start this a couple seconds earlier or is there like a little ding that you can add in there and that's it literally was like one note Fixed, done. Move on to the next. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah, go. Does that ever make you feel useless as a director when somebody gives you something that's just perfect and you have no notes on it and you're like, oh, I feel like I've done nothing here? Absolutely not. I'm in fucking awe of their talent. Oh, I'm it's in, fantastic. In, yeah, but do you yeah, feel yeah. a little bit of that? No, like, no, no, no. I feel not, like a, sometimes. not at all, man. Uh, like, no, I don't. I can't say I do. I I love it when he nails it on the head because it means that I don't have to come in and no. But but then again, I do so much work prior mm. to anything. Like I have so many conversations beforehand. Mm. It's never that you just like you know you rock up on the day or That's true. whatever. You give them no notes and then they automatically are perfect. Like you you have to guide them. That's like true. You, you know you're somewhat giving input one way or another. Yeah. But that's an interesting way. Like, wh- wh- what do you mean? Like, you feel... Well, it's like, for example, if I have amazing actors that just n- keep nailing it. 
Oh, what a See, shame. It's all about me, right? <laughs> <laughs> the filmmaking process is about the director. <laughs> it's, it's Dan set, Dan's movie. Fucking yeah. give Dan some credit, bro. <laughs> no, no, it's just like they're nailing it. And I'm like, well, yeah. this is amazing. But then, I don't know, I just... I'm I'm very much a hands-on person. I like to, you know, when yep. I'm on a film yep. set, even you like to get behind the camera. And yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Right. Even just being a director as a whole, and yeah. like sometimes I'm like, oh, like I want to go and help switch out lenses. Sure. Go help the PA get food or whatever. Yeah, it's like, nice. But that's your role as a director is just oh, to, sometimes yeah. you just have to stand there and look pretty. Especially if you're, you know, the most of the shit that you've done on set growing up is other roles. Yeah. You know, exactly. you feel like. You know, you want it done. See, with me, it's lucky. I've only ever been AD working with directors and then a director. Mm. You know, casual boom up from time to time mm. on Austin's film coming up. Actually, my debut is a boom up. Um, and then also a stuntman, which I'm quite excited for. Been practicing, throwing myself into my wall in my bedroom. Um, Have you actually no, done any no, no, preparation? No, no, no. Show up on the day, man. I'm a natural. Are you kidding me? One take wonder. I'm that perfect actor you're talking about. Um, basically, Tom Cruise. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, man. Sorry. Did you finish your thought? Yeah. You did. Cool. Um, other than that, that's basically it. I am chilling. I still got to do... I still got to fuck around with the volumes um, yeah. in uh, uh, Da Vinci. And just to like pre-mix it for the mixer. But then again, I can't really do much until Lockie's sorted the audio. Mm -hmm. we've, we've, we've come up with an idea that once he sorts the audio, he's going to send me the updated audio track. I'm just going to put it in there and then I'm going to wait for... What's his name? So from that, I'll discover whether or not we need ADR. Go do ADR. Put that into my timeline. Get Federico's master, mastered mix into my timeline so then I can export the stems for the mixer and Lockie doesn't have to do anything, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but he's got to work on the credits and shit like that, which we do need done as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we should have it. Oh, I've been... <coughs> that's what I've been doing, inquiring to theatres. Um, yes. Fuck me. Expensive, man. Yeah. Hoyts? $5,000. Whoa. Bro, is yeah. that more expensive than event? Bro, event... Well, event is like... 2.6 which seems to be the medium around these yeah. like theaters like 2.6 whatever um but i think i found my theater what i'm going to but i'm yeah. waiting to hear back from all these theaters it's i don't know if you've heard of it. it's called the Shawvel in oh, paddington yeah. okay. uh, it's like this indie theater but it's fucked because it has the most seats out of all these theaters and oh. it costs the less like out of all of it's a 350 seated cinema there's wow. two cinemas one's 350 one's like 77 or whatever Pretty fucking big of a Have range. Have you been there before to the cinema? No, but I spoke to Lexi and Lexi's like, yeah, she's been to premieres there. It's fantastic. Oh, she, nice. yeah, she's like, it's so intimate and you basically hire out oh. the whole venue. Um, cool. But so, for example, like, then, like, fucking uh, 190 or 200 cinema, 2.6 thousand, right? Mm. This one, 350. And by the way, that's only for like two hours or whatever. Mm. This is a 350-seat cinema. You get it up to three hours and it's 1.7 thousand. There you go. So that's a that's a shout. So I'm in the middle of trying to do that. I've got to wait to hear back from event because maybe they can give me a better price yeah. um, because I'm only doing like half what they usually charge for. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically it. But I was like thinking like, I mean, I sorted out what I'm going to do, like my layout for the premiere. And I, I was like, it's so much cheaper to fit it in within one hour, but I just don't think I'll be able to. I need one hour 30 max yeah because like i don't want to rush the speeches no. i don't want to rush the actors talking like yeah. I, I don't want to rush this and that and i think 1.5 1. 
five hours. People want to come out to an event as well. They don't want exactly, to come out for bro. half an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking of, you know, I had this idea today. Um, you know how Kevin Feige, when, when, when he's announcing the new Marvel films, he has the timeline <laughs> yeah. up on the fucking thing. I'm going to do a version <laughs> of that. And I'm going to have yeah. like, yeah, 2021, two's a lesson. 2023, yeah. Osman. They're going to have a question mark on 20. What is it? And then I'll get a graphic made up for bleep this. Yeah. Um, I'll get a graphic made up. Um, so and like a, a fucking, I probably don't give a shit. And I'll be like, look, guy, I'll explain that this is my trilogy. Such a and I, I'm going to finish it off like this. So I'll are see you guys back. Are they linked in any way? Absolutely not. Are there, are there any characters that have- <laughs> Oh, characters? they all have like magical- uh, Actually, no. Fucking my, my next one has no magical aspects whatsoever. Yeah, okay. um, Surely you have to build some link between them. Some universe. Oh, fuck. Yeah, mate, I'll think about it. That's yeah. actually a good shout. Um, but yeah. Other than that, nothing. Um, where are we? Decent. Sweet. Let's move on. What have we seen this week? So you and I watched... Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem. It's a long title. It is. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was It was good. It's pretty much everything that you'd want from an animated TMNT movie. Yeah. I loved um, it. It didn't yeah. blow my socks off or anything. But no, yeah, of course. It was, it was enjoyable. Kids would definitely love it. Yeah. I um, loved it. You can tell it's inspired by Spider-Verse, the for animation sure, style, sure, except sure. this animation style is a little bit more grungy. I think it's yeah. less pretty than Spider-Verse. 100%. Uh, but it suits, you know, the as you, you and I said yeah. throughout the film, it very much makes it feel like New York. Everything from like, you know, the way it's animated to the music to how the characters speak, you feel mm. like you're in that world, which yeah. I thought was really cool. Uh, 100%. I, I, the thing that stood out for me was the writing. Yeah, I thought the writing was fantastic. I felt uh, it felt so natural. Yeah, and it didn't feel like it didn't feel scripted. It felt like you know you chuck a couple brothers together. Yeah, I liked that they were actually yeah, teenagers. The like they felt nice. like you know young yeah. kids just exactly. fighting crime, and it really, um, it really <coughs> emphasizes the absurdity of the idea yes. of you know a bunch of mutated <laughs> ninja turtles, 100%. and they ha- their master is a rat. You know what I mean? Like it's a ridiculous idea, and they really play into it. <laughs> 100%. And, um, Jackie Chan was so good. Oh, I was, I was well. just about <laughs> to say, so bro, funny. one of the best parts of it was yeah. Jackie Chan's interpretation. Yeah, and Ice Cube was great as well. Ice the whole Cube cast was, was really good. The cast, yeah. absolutely amazing. Who was it that was Leo? Do you know? Oh, no, nah, they're all like no names oh, okay, uh, for, cool. for the Ninja Turtles, but they've got like John Cena who had about like fucking five lines. Who was he? It was uh rock. It was one of the hogs. Oh, okay, and the other one was Rogan, Seth Rogen. Ro- yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them was Rogan. Yeah. But, um... It was cool. The references were really yeah, cool. Yeah. All the references. Um, I heard you laugh in a fair bit. I did, bro. I fucking love that shit, bro. Yeah, I, I don't I don't shy away of laughing in a cinema. No, it's good. As you guys have probably noticed on here, I don't know whether you've noticed, but what I about- laugh quite a lot. <laughs> we also went to a comedy show together, didn't we, Jim? Oh shit. Talk yeah. about that. Do you want to so we done Ninja Turtles? What did you give yeah, it? Yeah, there's not oh, um three out of five, I think. Yeah. Uh three three, three point five. Sorry, yeah. That's a good score. Yeah. I gave it four. Go say it. it's fantastic. But yes, we went and saw we've done a lot this week together, right? We have, yeah. Exactly. Uh we went and saw what did we see? We saw Jared Keane's comedy show we at did. the Sydney Fringe Festival. Fring- yeah, who is Jared Keane? He is one of the main actors. Would you say the protagonist? He is the protagonist. 100%. From Josh's film Osmo. Exactly. But also who is Jared Keane is the title of the show. Yes. And yeah. brother, I, I it it, uh, it was it blew really me away. good. Fuck it was man, really good. He's Dude, a funny he's, man. I, I messaged him afterwards, yeah. and um, I was like, bro, you you got to keep this up, and he's taking yeah. it. Oh, he's working really on it. He's he's putting it into festivals, and 
I think he's going to keep at it because... I had a feeling <coughs> he would kill it as well. Dude. Because he's a smart guy. And when he was he talking is. to me about comedy on the set of Ozma, yeah, I could tell like he's a guy that, you know, if he's going to do something, he'll do it right. Like mm. he'll do it in an intelligent way. Yeah. He's not just going to, you know, jump up onto a stage and be like... <coughs> Boobs or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's like it's, <laughs> boobs. Yeah, like it's proper comedy that's yeah. like well structured and like yeah. and like he's thought about all this stuff. I it blew me. Like I honestly didn't expect it to be that fucking funny, man. Yeah, yeah. And like, not only was it funny, but it was deep in points. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I think it had you know, of course, it's got some tuning up to do, but I thought it had yeah. a perfect, near perfect balance of like you know. Just deep fucking dark shit and funniness and just. Yeah. I think. Oh man. My only criticism I would say is that it ended on quite a dark note. Right. I think for a comedy show you want to, if you want to have deep sections, that's yeah. fine. But I think you should you can bring it down and then bring it up again for the end. Would, would you say that that's an objective point of view or a subjective point of view? Maybe subjective. Right. Would you agree with it? Or I I. I still think he made the dark bits pretty funny though. He did, yeah. And that's his comedy style yeah. as well, very edgy. Right, and just yeah. like he's so flamboyant. I love it just out of nowhere, just like, Ugh. you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's the theatre oh, in him. It's man. so funny. I think, I think the show deserves to be seen by more than oh, what was in the room. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't man, be surprised this... if he makes it big. I, I, I would not be surprised in the slightest. Yeah. I think he is a fantastic talent. Um, obviously he's, he's untold at the moment, unseen and he needs to be. Yeah. And the comedy show I went to at the same place a week earlier was really good as well. There's yeah. actually so many really good comedians that yeah. just in general, in the creative industry, man, there's so yeah. many people that are talented that just haven't been made mainstream yet. And it's like, and that's, uh, that's also it's exciting, the same, man. that's also the same in the film industry as 100%. well, but it's every, every art uh, artistic industry. Yeah. Thing. And like, individual artists as yeah. well like my composer who comes to mind when yeah. i think of yeah his, like, like what you were saying how you know he's dude just as good as just some of those guys some of, exactly mate, yeah, exactly sure. but yes jared keen's comedy show who is jared keen go follow him on instagram and so at i'm pretty sure just search up jared keen you'll yeah. find it um fantastic anything else you've seen this week you said you watched training day with your dad how yes yes i rewatched that but i always love rewatching movies and just picking up on things especially that kind of movie because you haven't seen it yet but yeah. you sort of find out it's not a plot twist oh you there are things you don't know at the start that you find out as the film goes on. So re-watching it, knowing yeah. that information, it's, yeah. it's different. Yeah, and yeah, you pick cool. up on little things and hints and yeah. And it's David Ayer as well, who's I think is a fantastic- Who did Training guy. Day? Yeah. So he's done all those like gritty street movies. Like, have you seen End of Watch? No. Oh, dude, you need to watch End of Watch. Okay. It's phenomenal. Why? Um, oh, it's just just a great movie. I think yeah. it's it's like a found footage police movie. Well, it's like right, half, half okay. found footage, half like- Normal cinematography. Okay. Yeah, it's, right. It's fantastic. Really recommend that one. Yeah, right. Um, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and um, oh, what's his name? The guy from you know the the funny guy in Ant Man, the Mexican dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know Christian his name. Christian Pena or something like that. I think. Maybe. Yeah. I, hopefully, I'm not. No idea. Wrong, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, something later. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but he he's really good. In <coughs> Those two, like. Together, End really of Watch. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, definitely check that one. Cool. Out. Training Day. What is that one of your favorites? Not one of my favorite movies. No. I just think it's a really top. Is it a five? 
Nah, it's a four. I gave it four. Four. Nice. Yeah. Anything else? Don't you be silly, John. Nah, okay. Sorry, <laughs> man. <laughs> Have you seen Ahsoka this week? Not yet, no. <laughs> you know, I purposely didn't say say shit in the chat. Yeah. I mean, I sent I a saw, couple gifts with Lockie. I did see Lockie. one, like, thumbnail spoilerish kind of thing. Dan, it's, it's amazing. Yeah? Okay. I just... I know you will like it. Okay. That's I'm not going to overhype it. Yeah, yeah, I okay. just know you'll like it. Yeah, okay. I'm All trying right. so hard right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I cool. like got a massive rock hard Star Wars boner right now, <laughs> and like it's trying so hard not to protrude to it, like to get you to watch it, yeah, mate. Okay. It's like I'll check it out. We'll talk about it more next week. Defo. Um, um, I also watched Mission Impossible Seven, so I'm finally oh, caught up on the series. Yeah, and. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I, should I give my ranking for the series? Go for it. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Should I start from the best? Just get, go for it. Nah, go from the worst. The worst. Okay. Two. Yep. Then three. Yep. Then five. Yep. Sorry, Austin. You. Um. Then one. Yep. Then seven. The new one. Then four. Yep. And then six. Six yeah, is my favorite. Fair. Seven. I felt pretty under. Not underwhelmed. I just knew everything was going to happen because I saw the promotional yeah. material. I don't really like the villain. Who was the villain? The AI. Oh, yeah? You think it's a bit lame? Yeah, I think it's a bit lame. That's, yeah. that's exactly the way to... I'm like, really? Yeah. Come on, mate. Like, I, I think it has probably one of the best third acts in the whole series, though. That whole train sequence. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have much else to say. Fair enough. What's her name? The, oh, Oh, Hayley Atwell. Yeah. Oh, what a woman. Yeah, great actress. <laughs> yeah, great actress. Um. <laughs> Dan, this ain't, this ain't me. This is Dan. I didn't say anything. Sarah? No, no, she's <laughs> great. She's great. Great. Great actress. Yeah. Um, what's the name of the, the, the blonde English chick? Uh, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, I thought she was really good. She's too. always good in everything. Yeah. Have you seen um, Pieces of a Woman? No, I haven't. Fantastic. Yeah. I think she got an Oscar number for that. Yeah. Not too sure. Anything else you saw? Um... Oh, I was <laughs> I was gonna watch. Um, I started watching Captain Phillips last night with my mate. Sure, and it was really good. Um, we watched like the first twenty minutes, and yeah. then my other mate rocked up, and he just started talking about bullshit. Like nice, yeah, <laughs> talking about like his day at work or whatever. And how I was bullshit? Like, Fuck you, Dan's mate. I had Jeez. I had to make a pivotal choice. I was like, <laughs> I either experienced this movie for the first time, not really paying attention to it, yeah, or we watched yeah. something else. Yeah. So I was like to them, look, like we got to watch. Boys, like. Fucking hell. So my mate just flicked on like dog ASMR or like. What? <laughs> videos Hold on. Sorry. What? <laughs> he, he, he just, yeah, he just fucking randomly flicked on dog ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> or like videos of people getting acupuncture and stuff. He just watches the weirdest stuff. Sorry. Now nah, <laughs> let's go back to dog ASMR. Yeah. Who the it's fuck like, listens like, to dog like ASMR? Dogs, dogs chewing on bones and stuff and it sounds satisfying. Mate. Fair enough. Don't knock it till you try it, bro. It's I pretty good stuff. Got a good idea on what I can expect. Anyways, yeah, I fair so that's enough, what mate. we decided to watch instead. Yeah. Dog ASMR, what would you give it out of five? <laughs> the dog ASMR, yeah. <laughs> ten out of five. Bro. Wow, incredible! Top notch. Yeah. All right, anything else? <laughs> that's it. All right, fair enough. Or all, all I can say is I I finished One Piece. Oh yeah. Um, amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It made my list, I think, number five of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, just all around, fucking amazing. Just how much effort they put into it to make it so like the anime. And I, 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 I watched the anime back in the day, but like I couldn't really remember much, which I think, you know, played to played to my strengths. Um, 
I just loved it. I thought it was so so stylized. So, you know, this will definitely set off a chain of events for them adapting heaps of animes. Um, I mean, you already got Avatar coming out on Netflix soon. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, that's an animation. Sorry, just don't want to get crucified. Um, but I thought it was really, it was so good that I was like, fuck, I need my One Piece fix that I decided to start the anime. Yeah. Then I realised. There's a thousand episodes. A thousand and sixty-seven <laughs> episodes or something like that, which is 14 days straight of media. That's uh, actually not as bad as I thought. 14 days, but like watching consecutively. Yeah. yeah. You mean not that bad. That's fucking, holy shit, mate. I was so, expecting more. Um, but a yeah, thousand episodes. Look, man, I I struggle with um, animes and dubs because yeah. I just find it like the voice is so cringy. But I'm pushing through. Why don't you just watch with subtitles? Because I like to have it on in the back, and like if I, you know, I can't look elsewhere. You know, if they're speaking Japanese, because I'm yeah. not don't know how to speak Japanese. But um, it's 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 really cool to understand how they adapted it and Loki was like it would be really good for you if you're eventually adapting Osmo into the feature length do you put movies on in the background a lot or just anime no 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 just TV shows oh well I don't really put anything on in the background but when I mean in the background I mean like I'm watching at work and I'm doing a window in window you know and I can listen to it but One Piece I'll put on because I know the story already like I know where it's heading it's just interesting to watch Um, incredible series the cast, fantastic. Like I said, you fall in love with all the characters and you want more. It's fucking emotionalized as well. Yeah. Um, well, not emotionalized, but it's, it gets emotional. Um, but yeah, that's literally all I've had time. Tried really? to show my mate Bridgerton. Couldn't get into it. Um, fair enough, man. It's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. Um, yeah, but we definitely didn't just... Actually, you know what? I'm not going to say that. I'll tell you afterwards. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> professional... We are professional. Um, my bad. Sorry. All right. That's all I've seen. Let's get on to the last seg to wrap yeah. this up. Dan, we've reached the end of the podcast. We have. The last segment. Yes. What are we doing? We're talking about our muses. Yes. Or inspirations. Inspirations. What inspire our different aspects of our filmmaking brain? Yeah. Do you want to go first while I have a think? Yeah. Go for it. Well, this might actually surprise you. Yeah. My first one. And probably <coughs> I would say my, I don't know if it's my main one, but definitely he's up there. Matt Reeves. What? Yeah. Really? Right? So. Why? How? <laughs> for what? Let me explain. Okay. So Dawn, he did Dawn of the Planet of yep, the Apes. Yep, yeah. Yep, That's the yep. first film I saw by him. Nice. Um, I've only seen two of his movies actually. Yep. That and The Batman. Yep. Um, he has a few others that I have to get around to as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I watched the first Planet of the Apes. What is it? Rise? Uh, Planet of the Apes? Sure. Yeah, and I thought that was a good flick. So I went to see the sequel <laughs> nice. with my dad. And I remember watching it and I was like, I did not expect it to be good. that good. Like, it was good and I was expecting it to be good, but I didn't expect it to be that good in the sense that, like, I just felt that every directing choice he made... I would have made the same if that makes sense. If okay. like, like not saying that I'm at the level of him, mm. but I'm saying like, if I was to make a film and execute it exactly the way I wanted to, it would be very similar that's, to Matt Reeves. That's what it would have been. Sure, right? like sure. The, the cinematography, <coughs> yeah. the characters, yeah. the emotional beats, yeah. how I felt watching it. You know, the music, the special effects, everything. Just when I watched that film, I was like, whoa! Like I, 
that is how I want to make a film. You know, respect. Yeah. Did you like the Batman? Well, I had the same feeling when I went and saw the Batman. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Um, and I don't think it's a perfect movie, you know. I think it's a little bit long. I don't think the Riddler is the best villain. I sort of, I wish they went for a more. Um, I actually agree with you. Yeah, mm. they sort of went for the crazy sort of weirdo Riddler. Yeah. Variant instead of him just being more. What's the word? Flamboyant. Well, the Riddler is very just more character. just more put together. You know what I mean? He's okay. meant to be like clever, but more like. Charismatic, I feel. Sure, sure. And they went with Paul Dano. Yeah, which is like... Who is a fantastic oh, actor, great, but, but he's I, very typecast. Yeah, and I just don't <laughs> love that interpretation. Exactly. Of it was like they tried to splice him with the Joker. Yes. Yeah. Bro, perfectly put. Yeah. 100%. So I didn't love that interpretation. But Matt Reeves. But yeah, no, and, and everything else leading up to when you see him in that third act, I thought was phenomenal. And yeah. Same feeling, like, that's the way I... You know, shoot a movie, have the emotional beats play out, That's and all that good, stuff. Man. I've never heard anybody explain as to that reason as to why that's their inspiration. That's really intriguing. Yeah, and there's another thing that happens when I really, really love a movie as well, which is like I get this sense of tangibility towards it. It's a big word. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> it's, so if something's tangible, it means like you can hold it. Sure. Right? Okay. And okay, like okay. when I love a film, I see it as like. <coughs> A product in right. the sense, like I just see it as this thing that becomes like precious to nice, me. I don't nice. know, it's really weird, and that's yeah. why, I like, when I really like a movie, I want to own it on Blu-ray, yeah, to just have like a physical thing, yeah. Because I just, I don't know, I've always sort of had that ever since I was a kid. I, I like it, yeah, and I think it's why people like collecting vinyls and things like that as well. You yeah, know, people just like to hold something and see it as like a tangible product. Product, yeah. But I don't know, with me, when I really love a film. Or like even with my own films that I've made and stuff, just having it as like a product, a thing that exists in the universe, just, I don't know, it makes me feel something. I like it then. In my yeah, heart yeah, that yeah, I like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how else to explain no, it. No, yeah, I think you've explained it perfectly. And I just, I get that feeling when I think of Matt Reeves' films. Nice. So you want, you want to hold Matt Reeves in your hands. I do. I want to give him a warm embrace. Yeah, nice. Shout out Matt Reeves. <laughs> but yeah. Who else? Um... Other than that, it's just um, filmmakers that I really like their style. So, for yeah. example, David Fincher. Yep. I really love the way <laughs> his films look in terms of like, I love the locked off camera angles. Yeah. And I always aspire to do that because it's so simple. All you need simple is a tripod. But, mate. but it's just so precise. Yeah. And so his films just so pristine in the way yep. they're shot. And like yep. he'll do so many takes until it's perfect. Like you can just tell. Mm -hmm. It just, it really immerses you into that world. Yep. And I just, I really love that sense of filmmaking. And also his films are just very dark and gritty in the way that I like films to be. And psychological yeah. as well. I love yeah. psychological thrillers. It's probably my favorite type of film. I can see that. Yeah. Um, Do you like I, Prisoners then? Yeah. So, so that's Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve. Who's my the no. third person I was oh, going to say. <laughs> the only, like I love him and love Roger Deakins as yep. well who shoots a lot yep, of his films. Yep, just yep. because, you know, his Good films just look so beautiful. Everyone loves him. Yep. Um, the only thing, like, this is simultaneously a pro and a con about Denis Villeneuve. All his movies are slow burns. Yeah, very much which so. Which I like, but sometimes you, you want something. Yeah, even that's a bit of a slow okay. burn. Oh, yeah. um, sometimes you just want something that's a little bit <coughs> paced. Yeah, you know okay, what I mean? Cool. It's not the kind of movie you can watch every day, yep. his films. But when you do, you're like, this is 
masterful. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. They're, they're, they're a sight. Yeah, say that, exactly. Sure. And I can't have this conversation without mentioning Ari Aster. Of course, bro. I was waiting for that. Yeah. I was waiting for it. Especially now that I've been delving into horror movies. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. And I, yeah. Just, I love the way that his movies make me feel. Nice. Which is disturbed, which is a strange <laughs> thing to say. But I just, I really admire any filmmaker that can bring out a strong emotion yeah. in you. Because that. at the end of the day, we go to see films to feel to things. To feel things. Yeah. That's it, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. I love that. Yeah. Fantastic. Is that it? Off the top of my head. Off the yeah. top of your head? You know what? Off the top of my head, I can give you five. Sure. Go for it. Number five. Lin-Manuel Miranda. Who's that? The guy that wrote Hamilton... Did oh. in in the heights okay. writes most of your favorite music that you don't know like yeah. Moana like he's he's basically behind every musical. My girlfriend hates him, but I love <laughs> him. I think he's so talented. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to musicals and everything to do with music, definitely he's a big inspiration. Somebody that I want to work with one time in my life at least. Yeah. Um, him definitely. Um, Taika, probably Taika as a director. Maybe yeah. not not more so his films, but his presence as a director. Yeah, and okay. the way... So you don't love his films? I love some, yeah. but I don't love all. It's your but favorite I love uh, Ragnarok, for sure. Okay. I didn't like Jojo Rabbit. Oh, really? I thought it was very right. overhyped and oh. very try too hard. But I really hey, enjoyed hey, it. Hey, look, respect to anybody that makes a film. But I, do, I, like, I like how Taika holds himself and how you can see the industry hasn't stripped him away of who he really mm. is um and the way that he you know portrays himself to the media and everybody in the way you know you see behind the scenes where he comes dressed to set as a funky funky yeah. dude and you know he's very fun behind the scenes and creates a nice set kind of environment he inspires me in that way now we go to the technical aspects spielberg definitely for how simple his filmmaking is yet yeah. so effective yeah man. he knows how to create <coughs> movies that feel magical Dude. Like, it just takes you to that other world, right? There's a reason why he's one of the most respected filmmakers. And it's so simple. Yeah. Like, the Fableman's, like, he is a master of that slow dolly. Yeah. That, 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 that dolly pushing. And, yeah. like, even just everything, every little thing is thought out. And although you, it may not seem like it on service level, you just have a closer fucking look. And every little thing from his staging, you know, to his blocking, masterful, Right. Um, that also leads me to, so technically Spielberg inspires me. Another yep. person that technically inspires me is Ryan Johnson, mm. particularly yeah. with his mise-en-scene and his yeah. writing. Yeah. Um, I watched many interviews uh, with uh, Ryan Johnson and the, I've, it's funny because you said that, you know, you and Matt Reeves, you see like everything he's done, you know, you would have done the same thing. And I had that kind of similar, now that I think about a similar situation, where I was listening to how Ryan Johnson plans out his films mm. and it's the exact way that I do. Like he mm. doesn't start writing until everything is, every little thing is planned out. Um, yeah, and okay. It, it, and he's the one that I keep saying, like don't write dialogue until you hear the characters fucking talking the conversation they're having in yeah. your head. Um, he's somebody that I did a deep dive on back in like last December yeah. and took a lot of inspiration from his blocking and put it into Ozma, yeah. you know, always having something in the background. Yeah, I really yeah. noticed that with Knives Out. <laughs> Literally. Things going on. Li yeah. Everything. And it provides depth. 
and it, and the way that he explains it is no matter where you look on the screen, you're going to be entertained because yeah. something's happening. Yeah, and that's you'll notice that in in uh, these big films, right? There's always something that's going on that's visually interesting right. all the time. That's what makes great cinematography and great films. And I, I did this specifically in Ozma, like it, when I was doing my storyboards, making sure things were going on. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene uh, in Ozma where, you know, Jared and Luke are talking, but behind Luke, you see the characters move into their positions, getting ready for the next scene. And you know, it's a small detail, but yeah. you look and you can see these characters going over. Mm. Little things like that. Yeah. And then, of course, my last inspiration, Chris Nolan. I yeah. don't love all these movies. By no man, I don't love all these movies, but I fucking respect them. Mm. And I fucking respect the structure and the time that he, you know, puts into it. And I love the non-linear storytelling and he's an inspiration to everybody. Similar so. to Spielberg, he just knows how to make a high concept film. Yes. Like how to, how to take a concept that is interesting, like yeah. either philosophically interesting or just, you know, a fascinating idea often to do with manipulation of time. Yeah. And just make it into... A great film 100%. and often it's like something that doesn't really like you think of tenet or you think of inception mm. right that doesn't really translate to real life and no, like you can't, not at you can't all. plant seeds in people's dreams or whatever <laughs> but you believe that you can when you watch the film yeah. because he's that good of a storyteller yeah, and a bro, filmmaker 100%. and just seeing the story play out the way it does it's like what if this happened and that happened even it's Interstellar. Just, it's so incredible. I yeah, don't Interstellar as well. I know how space travel like that works, but, yeah. you know, he, he does it in such a realistic it's way. A where it, yeah, you fucking yeah. think, you know, it's real and this shit could really happen. Yeah. And the way that he blends, you know, reality with, you know, nonfiction. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. Um, but, yeah, those are my inspirations. And I think we've reached the end of the podcast. Do you have anything else to add? That's it, Josh. No, what are we going to do? We're going to tie a bow on this episode. Yeah, we bloody are. Rate us on Spotify. We've got 22 five-star ratings at the moment. all of you. We appreciate all of you. Um, you know, we appreciate all the support. Uh, you know, we see all the comments, the likes, everything. And although we don't have the biggest following, you know, we appreciate our little niche pre-production cult that we have yes. at the moment. Um, but definitely be sure to rate us if you want to find us, you know, the full episodes, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, the pre-production meeting and the pre-prod pod, TikTok, Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Josh. I'll see you next week. See you I'll then. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Peace.